It's the Score North Twin Show. Gentlemen, the Twins have lost two in a row, and I don't care. I do not care because none of these games really matter. We're all just jockeying for playoff position here. What's the magic number right now, Declan? Is the graphics team here on the Score North Twin Show been able to update? We're down to 12 already. Cleveland lost San Francisco last night, right? So then it's 11. Yeah, three in a row. So the so Twins lost, but... Make this 11. Pretend that 11. this says 11. And 11. Right here. 11. Wow. Yeah, seven and a half game lead. Twins have dropped two in a row here. Uh, the Twins, let's see here. They are... If the playoff started today, I think it's the same as it was on our State of the Twins yesterday. No, it, it, has, it has flipped again. Every day there's a new wild card yeah. opponent. Seattle's... Yep. It's now the Rangers again. Good. The Mariners are a half game on the outside looking in. Rangers are in that third wild card spot, a half game behind the Jays. So they continue to play musical chairs. And then the Astros are two games up on the Rangers. So we'll see. A lot could change in the next two or three weeks here. Uh, we've got a feedback edition of the Scorner Twin Show where we just want the Twins to win their first playoff game in almost 20 years. So we're going to take... Your comments and questions and rips, whatever you guys want to send us in the YouTube comment section on the Scornoth YouTube channel and also uh, via the feedback tab in the Scornoth app presented by our friends at Summit Orthopedics. So maybe you're dealing with some pain. Maybe you've got you know a few weeks here where you'd like to get right physically before you know a big first week in October. You can go to Summit Orthopedics. No referrals are needed. They offer same-day appointments, and they have walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week starting at 8 o'clock in the morning, 25 locations across the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota. They have over 150 expert physicians uh, specially trained in their field. SummitOrtho.com. That's SummitOrtho.com. All right, guys, you ready to dive into the comments section here? Let's do, do it. it. See what's Thumbs going on feedback. here? All right. Uh, Brigitte, uh, is it Brigitte, Brigitte, Brigitte Kirby says, this is the first time in God knows how long where I'm more excited about the Twins than I am the start of Vikings football going into October. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? Do you think in terms of, like, excitement meter right now, the Vikings threw a dud out in the first week. Let's say they lose on Thursday. Be hard not to be more excited about the start of football and Vikings. I'm trying to think of a time where I was more excited around this time. Like 2010 was just a whirlwind month because of Favre uh, 2.0 and Randy Moss Randy getting Moss. traded back here. And the, 20, you know, 2019, yes. I was pretty, when when we got to the start of Vikings yeah. season with the Bomba squad, I was pretty excited about that yeah. Twins team. That's true too. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because they were like setting the home run record and mm-hmm. the Vikings were coming off a couple of, couple of dads. Yeah. And it um, felt a little stale or already. A, a dud, I guess, in 2018. Yeah. And in 2017, that wildcard team kind of backed into it. And the yeah. Vikings, we didn't know yet because Case had taken over. But, like, we didn't know where the season was going to go. So I, I, I guess I probably teetered more on the Twins because we knew the playoffs were guaranteed. And we thought mm-hmm. the Vikings season was probably going to be lost with Case Keenum. Obviously, then it, the script slipped pretty quick after a disastrous wildcard game. But th- that was probably up there, too, 2017. Yeah, I mean, 09 is as exciting as it was for the Twins coming down the stretch and erasing, what, like a seven-game deficit in the division. The Vikings had Brett Favre. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. I'm trying to go back even further than that. Like, the Vikings 06? had... 06? 06? Probably 06. The Twins had a really yeah. good team. 
but the Vikings true. had a new coach. Right. And I'm just, I'm just probably six. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. But 19, 19, that Twins momentum with Baldelli in his first year and all the home runs. I think I was more excited about the Twins in October of 19 than I was the the Vikings because yeah, the the Kirk thing with Zimmer felt like it staled very quickly, and 18 yeah. was such a dud. Let's see here. Jacob Tobin chimes in and says, Sonny Gray, he actually sent this in before last night's start, but Sonny Gray has a six and a half ERA when he pitches in the sixth and seventh inning this season. It's admittedly a small sample size. However, I don't get why, mainly Judd, every time he gets pulled after five or six innings, there's a major complaint from people. He hasn't pitched well enough in those spots all year. Uh, Gleeman also stated that every time he talks to Sonny in the clubhouse, Sonny wants to keep pitching no matter what. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to see him pitch deep into games, but his numbers deep into games aren't good. Uh, first of all, I don't think I've complained about Rocco lifting pitchers a lot th- this year because they've had uh, most definitely a longer leash. Uh, I, you're confusing me complaining of, about the the removal of Gray with me uh, absolutely embracing that Gray is going to be pissed off. I love that fact because I love I love the controversy that goes with it. And I love the fact I think the last time I talked, you just about, want the drama like the yes, clubhouse. drama. And I believe the last time I talked about this, I think I know the one he is referring to. Um, I believe the last game Gray pitched before last night, uh, you could see you could see he was seething. And I talked about that because I love that because it's fun. But I have I think the twins have done a much, much better job for the most part of not taking guys out. But if there's going to be drama, I mean, bring it on for me personally. I love that. But you have definitely, you've, you've made a lot of references to like previous playoff runs. Oh yeah. Screwed up. Where they'll pull up. Okay. But you can't play both sides of this fence now going forward. I feel like you have to choose a side and I'll bring up Sonny's numbers here, but like Kent Maeda and Jose Barrios got pulled after five really good innings. One of them might've gone six, but their pitch counts weren't that bad. Yeah. And you know, like Cody Stashat comes into a game. Yeah. And he, you know, it's not like the Twins have a cavalcade of relievers here. So they're going to have to make a decision at some point in like a game two where, okay, Sonny Gray has gone five innings. He's given up two runs. He's at 89 pitches. And the third time through the order is coming up. And his yeah. statistics are not great, but the options in the bullpen are not great either. And you're going to rip them for either choice. If Dylan Floro comes in, I will roast them. If they don't do it exactly right, I will kill them. I will pile on endlessly. I will. I, that is the the Astros series was an inexplicable, terrible job. I'm hoping that what they've done this year will reflect more. Um, but you can't go from a starter who pitches well. You can take him out. You can't go to Cody Stashek. Like, that's the thing about that. We, In fact, I, I think... Uh, game one in 2019, who did they bring in? Was that Stashek? Um, game one in 2019, they went to the bullpen and they brought in a, a guy and you could literally see see him peeing himself. <laughs> like, be smarter than that. Uh, I, I do have some numbers here on Sonny Gray. So what's interesting this season is he's actually really good. He's been really good, period. Just yeah. he's been one of the better pitchers in the American League. Very good. But the third time through the order, he's been good. So op- opponents, now his his strikeout totals drop a lot once you get into the, like the third time through, but some of that's just like it's harder to strike a guy out once he's seen you twice. 
But first time through the order, opponents have a 560 OPS. Second time, it jumps to 650. And then it levels out at 660 the third time through the order. So he's opponents are a little bit better facing him once they've seen him once, but it's not that much of a difference second or third time. In terms of getting into the later innings, so this might be more of like a pitch count type of a thing. Um, let's see here. In the seventh inning, he's only see, he's only played like, he's only pitched seven seventh innings, but he gets rocked in the seventh inning. So I don't know, maybe be okay. careful once he gets to a certain point. But here's a, like p- pitches, pitches 76 through 100 for Sonny Gray this year. And he's holding opponents to a 574 OPS, which is better than the 26th through 75th pitches for him. So I don't yes. know, with, with Sonny Gray, like, I let him pitch up to 100 pitches and through six innings, and then I take it very much like case by case after that. Mm-hmm. And have your bullpen aligned correctly. Don't get cute. What does like, aligned correctly mean for you? Declan gave his yesterday. What is, okay, let's say Sonny. I mean, Dillon can't pitch. Hold on. Let's say Sonny hits 100 pitches through five. Okay. Two runs allowed. It's a tie game or okay. it's a one-run game, and now you're getting into the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. You can either and, and let's let's no, let's say Sonny's at 95 pitches through five innings, okay. so you can either run him out for the sixth, third time yeah. through the order probably at 95 pitches, okay, or you can start your four innings of relief with who is is he pitching well? Yeah, he's. I mean, uh, it's a little bit of a grind because you're facing playoff teams, but he's he's only allowed a couple of runs. He's only let's see, he's okay. Let's say I'll uh-huh. just give you the Thank line. You. Thank okay. you. No, these are relevant questions. I, Okay, so it's uh it's five innings, it's ninety four pitches. Okay, it's you know I'll make it even harder. It's ninety one pitches, ninety two okay. pitches, somewhere in there. Okay, five innings. Mm-hmm. He's given up two earned runs. Mm-hmm. He has six strikeouts, two walks, and four hits allowed. So six base through. runners. That's yeah, pretty, that's but that's good. But he's his coming pitch, back but out. His pitch counts a little higher. Oh, he's coming but back he, out. He's coming back out at ninety one or ninety two. Yes. He's coming back out. Now, I'm not giving him, I'm not saying I'm assuring him the inning, but if he's pitching, but the line that the line that you gave, which by the way, I believe, like that can be so when when Lopez or, or Gray are at their best, the line is probably a bit lower than that. But the line that you just gave to me is very much how they, they pitch. Like Gray was not good last night, but you know what he did? Limited the damage. Like Lopez has done the same exact thing. That's what veteran pitchers do. So with the line that you just gave me, I am going to trust him. I'm going to bring him back out. Now the question becomes, how does the bullpen fall when I start to go to it? All right, well, he, walk, t- he walks. He he gives up. Oh, this yep. he gives up a uh, gives up a little flare base hit to lead off the inning to lead okay. up the sixth. And, and what's and the then score? He, I'm sorry, uh, it's two to two. Oh God, it's a good game. Okay, and then Declan's he and, and Declan's just freaking out in the corner. I'm enjoy telling I'm his family and it. friends to stay away. Yeah, it's poor his wife to be is <laughs> reconsidering be as we speak. She'll be out of the house. She's calling her friend. <laughs> She's like, I don't think I can do this. This guy's a monster. I'm like, yeah, you think? A twins monster. Um, so it's so it's two to two. Okay, he's he's uh, he has given up a not like a ringing double where it's like, all right, okay. you got to get him out, but it's like a little flare. Now there's a runner on base. Okay. And he has he has worked the count full here. He falls behind two and zero, oh, but he gets back. It's a full count, 
So now he's over a hundred pitches, probably is probably getting close to his last batter here, and he walks he walks the next batter. So now there's two on, nobody out. Oh boy. And I he's at a hundred pitches. I mean now I, and you're in the sixth inning. Yeah, I gotta get out of this, don't I? I mean, I got right. I gotta get left, out of this. Lefty coming up. I love what you're doing here, Declan. If it's a lefty coming up, I'm going to the I love what you're doing, Dex. It's a lefty. It's a lefty coming lefty up. Lefty than Theo Bar. Theo Bar's immediately. Yeah. And he's gotta yeah. he's gotta take the inning now because there's nobody but out. He's matchups. gotta face three batters, right? It's yep. Matt yep, and 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 it and I want this game too. So Okay, so what like if it's a righty? What if it's a righty? Uh is this Varland? That's an get, interesting get, get one. Two I inning, was get thinking... two in. You got two two guys on base. I, yeah. I either want Dallas Keuchel ground ball double play, yeah. or Louis Varland ninety nine miles an hour up in the zone strikeout. I think I'm going Varland. Or Kenta. Or Kenta. Yeah, or Kenta. 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 Anyway, but but what you guys are demonstrating is there. Look, if you did that, I'm not going to say you screwed the pooch. Like let's say let's say. Varlin comes in, gets a ball up, it gets mashed. Okay, but you, what you did still made made sense. So, th- so this is my point. This is my point about the bullpen, how it was used in the playoffs previously. It didn't make any sense. We did entire shows on what were you thinking. So, what you guys, what we just did there, which is like a simulation. It's a simulation of baseball. Yeah. What we did Dude, we there, should, we should do one of these on like every show. Going but it makes forward. sense. Just, Varland, to be, just to be prepared, you know? Maeda, uh, possibly if the matchup is, you know, is right, Jax. But I'm going to bring in whoever gives me the best chance to get out of the inning. Razorbacks1 chimes in. YouTube comment section. The Twins bullpen still scares me. Jax has not been good since the All-Star break. Thielbar mm-hmm. is tough on lefties, but uh, Pagan and Floro have been better lately. But with Stewart still out, the rest have been iffy. Well, the floro floro got uh, got the crooked number last night. Um, Ober needs to be brought up, and then I'd feel a lot better. But see, like, so they're just kind of dipping Ober's toes back in the pool at AAA because he's so far past his career innings. I don't know that Ober is gonna be an option because let's let's say they keep pitching him like once a week. I don't know every fifth or sixth day or something. He's gonna be fifty innings beyond his career limit going into October. Yeah. I don't no. think he's. I I think he is most definitely because these can be changed after each round. I think he is most definitely not on the first round roster. Yeah, but there's a couple guys at the end, like Josh Winder, for instance. He walked three more guys last yeah. night. I, I, I I'm not going to use him unless it's ten to one. Like I'm not using Josh Winder in a playoff game. That's a good question. So do you bring him? So do you do you feel comfortable? If you bring Bailey back for the first round, bringing him out of the pen, ah, that's a good question. They'd have like, to test that out. In I'm not sure I'm Saint comfortable Paul. there. I one thing I would like to see here, and I guess you could have done it last night, and they didn't. I would like to see Varland get a few more chances right now, and I'm I'm not saying a ton, but I would like to see him a little bit more out of the pen here, mm-hmm. just to sort of get him as comfortable as possible. He he's been, I would say, Ricky, but I, I'm not like panicking over his two relief appearances he's made or whatever it is. But I would like for him to have a little bit longer leash, less of a high stress situation, just so we can get acclimated to. I mean, it's it, that's a big jump going from being a starter all your life, and then now all of a sudden you're pitching out of the bullpen, and you're Great. ramping up more. And I know Glenn Perkins has talked a lot. I mean, your entire preparation is now changed. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not just as simple as, hey, you should just plug a starter into a bullpen. It's not MLB The Show where you can just put in a random guy in a video game. That's a completely different buildup. So I'm with Judd. I think you have to kind of change his preparation so he's ready to go. And they're doing that. It just It's been like two weeks. Right. I, at some point, I'd like to see him in close games. And we keep saying high leverage, which is a great segue to Three Island on YouTube says, high leverage situation? Where do these sports guys come up with expressions that make no sense? Leverage? The word leverage has nothing to do with how they're using it. I know they're not the only ones using it, but why use something that makes no sense? A critical situation, an important situation, but leverage? Come on, fellas. Listen, we don't make the vernacular here. This is a front office term. This is all over baseball reference. It's all over fan graphs. Everywhere you find, there's like statistical splits that say low leverage, medium leverage, and high leverage. It's high high leverage meaning like, all right, boy, with one more tilt of the axis here, three runs could score and the game is over. That's what it means. It just means the it's the turning point of a game in some form. Could be in the second inning, could be in the third, could be in the ninth inning. It's high leverage. Oh, what are you, you sports guys? You sports guys, you make me <laughs> sick. This is a. It's kind of a funny, different segue, but I think it's hilarious how in NFL games we're still using chains to determine first downs. Like we are, we we are still using yeah. chains to like as much as uh, we have evolved as society, and we're doing a lot better in football. Well, no, we are still using the damn chains to determine the next set of downs. Yeah, yeah, and and we still and we still don't have like definitive goal line cams too. Like like you yeah, could we put do a in camera some games. Yeah, but they they could put cameras in every in every game in 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 the pylons. On the goal lines, like you could install a camera there, which would be a perfect, and they still don't. So yeah, it is. Football has some. It, it's either it's either they're sticking to traditions that, that are sort of odd now, or they're just cheap. But doesn't but doesn't the ball have to be spotted by a human? Like how else would you spot a football? Because you can't just go. Well, there's there's got to be a microchip. Okay, but the microchip doesn't know like when a guy's knee hit the ground, right? Right. So you almost sure so too. the ball has to be spotted right. by a human. But I think Dex is just saying the use of chains. Like just you could use. probably evolve from chains to something <laughs> else. Yeah, that yeah. Would be, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spot it here. But let's at least have a laser on the field that tells you whether or not yeah. the, that lights up. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, Bryce BH says, "Why are people trying to uh, go back on what happened in 2019?" Like this is a good okay. This is a good question. The Twins started Dobnak because they literally had no one else. The issue was that they didn't have any pitching depth with Pineda's suspension. Saving Odorizzi for Game 3 wasn't a terrible decision. It's not like they had Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Kent Maeda, Bailey Ober, and just decided to start Dobnak for the heck of it. Oh, it was a terrible decision. You, 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 you were against the wall in a hostile environment where you have never won, and you started a guy who was driving a car six months ago instead of a proven all-star pitcher in, J- in Jake Odorizzi. You don't worry about Game 3. You need to even this series now. If you want to go then start Dobnek in Game 3 with the season series evened up because you are out of the options, different conversation. That is one of the most boneheaded decisions by this organization and maybe even professional sports. And Game 3 also was at home. So like, if you're going to throw Dobnek into the, the fire, do you want to throw him into a fire where they're chanting Uber driver yeah. the entire game or in front of... Neither would have been ideal, but yes, withholding a pitcher to basically f- 
basically what amounted to sacrifice a game to hopefully have your pitcher now win a must-win game or your season is done was a rather odd. Also, like, I don't, sometimes I don't understand who we're trying to exonerate here. Well, they didn't have anyone else. Well, they, that's their fault for not having anyone else. Well, but, but, but Pineda was uh, suspended. Well, why don't you have any, uh, you have the greatest power hitting team in baseball history. Why don't you have more than like two or three options going into a playoff series? That, that, that's, that planning starts back in February. Well, back in December, January, February, March, and then you have another shot at it at the trade deadline. Um, And all the reasons that you guys just listed too. They're in a much better spot now than they were. They don't have to worry about, Someone that like they don't like you listed uh, Bryce listed Bailey Ober. I would argue that there's no chance they would ever start unless two or three guys go down with Tommy John in the next two weeks, right? Like they're in a much better spot. We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Ryan Snavely says, "I freaking love your shows." Thank you, Ryan. I've really enjoyed the Immaculate Grid on the Twin Show. You guys crushed it with an 18 rarity score on yesterday's show. I especially loved how when Kirk's uncle, Judd Cousins, was ready to check it down just to stay immaculate, old Macadac and Dex were still swinging for the fences to keep the low score. Keep up the good work, fellas. Kirk's uncle. <laughs> I love it. People say you look like an older version of Kirk Cousins. Hmm. I don't, I don't really see, see that. it. I don't know if I see that either. I don't really I don't see know. that one. I mean, uh, hair? I, I don't know. Eh, I think you have better hair than Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he's got bad hair. He's what's weird is when what's weird about that is when Kirk was at Michigan State and in Washington, did did he did he dye his hair a little bit or or hi- highlight it because his it blonde did look like, a little more gold. Go back yeah. and look at his like rookie year. His his hair was gold. Yeah, his hair was definitely sort of blondish, yeah. and yeah. now, as far as I can tell, as dark as can be. There are several comments, too, in the YouTube comment section accusing Declan of cheating on yesterday's Immaculate Grid. And I think the Kevin Apier thing is what makes people suspicious, because if Declan doesn't know who Jay Buhner is in the 90s and and Steve Lombardozzi, then how would he be so sure about Kevin Apier when I threw out Kevin Apier? Was Dex, was, did Dex already have, now I will, before Dex says his piece. Wow. We ask Declan to look at the grid quickly every morning to see if mm-hmm. the twins are on it so that we can, okay, the twins are on it. We can make a big deal out of it and have fun with it because we want to know if the twins are on it so we can tell you at the top of the show how excited we are. So wow. if Declan if Declan takes a mental picture of the grid, that is an inherent, like, advantage, and that's fine. Like, there's no rules to the grid except for, I guess, if you, like, are actively looking guys up during, which we aren't doing. So I don't know, Declan, there's like five or six comments, people saying, well, he was pretty, pretty sure about Kevin Apier Ooh. for a guy that doesn't know baseball earlier than, uh, you know, like 1997. Okay, first off, it's not completely black and white that I don't know any other baseball player in the 90s wow. or 80s. Like, that, 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 that is clear. That's clear. <laughs> also, in my free time, I follow numerous accounts on Instagram. One's random MLB baseball stars. Great one if you're ever looking for rarity scores on the grid. And then shout out to John Boy Media, which has Ref Guess as a separate YouTube channel as part of their things, where they literally take the entire John Boy Media crew, they throw up a screenshot of a baseball reference player's statistics, and they all have to guess it. So random names come up that I do know, and some names that maybe I'm like, oh, I forgot about this player. Those situations have happened with me now on the grid. I'm like, oh, I remember this guy from a previous game was on, and he was able to do it. 
So that's fair. I, that, that, that's how I go about this business. Yes, I have to look at the grid beforehand. I am not mentally thinking of all the possible squares. Um, no, not cheating. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, there's since we started doing the grid, there's a lot of players that pop into your consciousness that otherwise would never have come back. Like, you know, I've been thinking about a time to use Brian Giles at some point. Right. Because <clears throat> I had him on a fantasy team 20 years ago, and his name just popped into my head in the last week. I'm waiting for, like, a... I think it would be like a pirate Padre square, yeah. right? The yeah. we could, or uh, he was also Padre. with Cleveland too. I'm pretty sure. Didn't Second he start with Cleveland? Yeah. yeah. So as you go along here, I'm going to defend Declan here. As you go along, your you know your radar is up yeah, for obscure baseball. Five players. accusations of cheating is really, really well. Oh, people, boy. but people know that you guys have had debates about about Declan's lack of oh, knowledge no. of players yeah, before he was born. And plus, is again like. The only reason why those debates occur is because his knowledge from about 2000 on is one of the most incredible I've seen. Far How are you right now confidence-wise? People are trying to pump you up in the YouTube comment I'm section because Jim I'm Palmer did have 199 strikeouts. Yep. So your yes. radar was honed. Yeah, yeah, It was yep. just a bad beat. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I mean, you know, I was staggered in the corner of the grid. Like, there's no question. I took a right to the chin, and it staggered me. And, 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 and I felt... Issue- vulnerable on Monday. And the issue with Judd is Judd's knowledge is even pre Mackey's knowledge. So Judd's kind of on an island with an era of baseball players. I'm a left we tackle. Have, we we have to trust. We have to trust. If, if you come in strong with someone from I'm like Darisaw. the late 70s, we have to trust you. Yeah. I'm trying to block <laughs> one guy. Coming off the edge, guys. Gosh. So we do have an immaculate grid coming up here. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. A couple things for you guys. So we actually a couple cool things on the Score North shop, scorenorth.com slash shop. We have a couple of new purple daily merchandise items. I will ride with this group, purple daily shirts, and I'm a KOC guy. I'm a KOC girl shirts, if you want, on the merchandise part. Also on the shop, scorenorth.com slash shop, there's a collectibles wing where you can find, like, for instance, for the YouTube audience here, courtesy of Universal Sports Auctions, a customized Tory Hunter autographed jersey right there. Um, there's some great baseball items like a Sandlot autographed, cast autographed jersey. Scorenorth.com slash shop and click on collectibles. Use the promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, to save 10% on all products site-wide. Great things to deck out your man cave, your uh, your office, whatever it may be, so... So check it out. Also, uh, Power Lodge, three locations in Minnesota, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud. They have still hundreds of Bennington pontoons in stock across all locations. This is a great time of year. Why don't you swoop in before, because uh, it'll be 80 degrees again next week. Swoop in at the end of summertime here and get your pontoon and have it ready to go for next year. There's Judd doing uh, one of his patented somersaults That's into right. a beautiful body of water off of Bennington pontoon. How talented There's am me. I? I mean, when you look at that, when you look at me going into that off of Bennington, and it's absolutely what I like to call pure. throttle therapy. You know why? Because that's what Minnesota sports fans need, and that's what a Bennington is going to give, give you. Rest, relaxation, and throttle therapy away from your troubles, away from your 0-1 football team. So check it out today. And again, as Phil said, there's plenty of nice weather left. Yes, Bennington's uh, galore over at PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. All right, boys, it's time for the Immaculate Grid Challenge. There's been some comments, too. People say they would literally watch us, especially when the Twins are on the grid, 
do this for like an hour. So I'm just going to, I don't think we can put an hour on the clock. <laughs> yeah, put. I'm going to put, put eight minutes. 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Okay. Put 50 minutes on the clock. No one wants an hour. 50 minutes is fine. I'm going to put All eight right. minutes okay. on the clock just to okay. give us some parameters here because we do have uh, Purple Daily mm. to record yet today. Mm. 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 So we're looking for, we're looking to go nine for nine first and foremost. If we can hunt an immaculate uh, or like a rarity score here beyond being immaculate, that would be great too. We're looking for a Met who was a giant, a Met who was an, a brave, and a Met who was a Philly. We're looking for a giant who had 300 career wins as a pitcher. So any 300-win pitcher that passed through as a giant, same for 300 career save pitchers. And then those two categories also as a Brave and as a Philly. Mm -hmm. Judd, you have 10 seconds to complain about today's grid, and then we will start. No, you know what? I'm going to go in positive today. Okay. Wow. I'm going in positive because I feel like I feel like Yesterday was difficult, and I need to overcome that. And I feel like with this one, like, I mean, we can always try to be obscure, but it, it's just so tough when it's there's only, like, a handful of guys who have done yeah. this. There's only so many 300 save pitchers, yeah. right? So we're not – this isn't one where we're going to get a 20 rarity score. So we're just looking to go nine for nine. Mm-hmm. All right. All right we're going to put uh, – what did I say? Eight minutes on the clock, and we go. Vamos. Uh, we could use Joe Nathan. For three hundred career save pitching giant, uh, because he, he started. The, he oh, you're right. With, he did. Yeah, yes. started with the giant. He wasn't in the minors. He. Yep. You're right. Rob Nen, but I bet I bet Joe is a. Uh, what about uh, just for fun? Uh, Rod Beck, did he get to three hundred? I don't know. He got three hundred. But Joe Nathan for sure did. Right? The late Rod Beck. Joe Nathan will be obscure because people forget he played for the. That's Giants what I was going to say. That that's Whoa, that's the obscurity. Twenty-one percent. That, wow, that's the obscurity like thing here. Yeah. Damn. I for Braves, did did John Rocker get to three hundred? He was really good for a while, and he got he weird. Did. Kenley Jansen uh, pitched for Kimbrel. him last season. Jensen and Kimbrel. Kimbrel Jansen would be a couple options here. Uh, did uh, I'm trying to think here? What's his name? Papelbon would work for Phillies. I think like eighties, nineties. I mean, we could. Did didn't um um for uh Jeff Reardon play for the Braves? Did he play for the Braves? Yeah, I don't remember him with the Braves. He was with the Red Sox. Mark Wollers. Did he get to three? He didn't get to three hundred. I don't think he closed his whole career. I think he was a setup man when he started, and I don't think he got to three hundred. Well, let's right. write down Kimbrel. I mean, it's the obvious. Yeah, Kimbrel and Jensen and, and, are and, the and, obvious yeah, ones. And Canley. Um, didn't Billy Wagner pitch for the Phillies? Yep. Papelbon and Wagner. Okay. Mitch Williams? He didn't get to th- he get to 300. I don't think he got 300 to 300. a lot of saves. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mitch flamed out before he got to 300, although I did love Wild Thing. Uh, who did we say? Papelbon and who was the other one there? Wagner. Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner. Who was a hell of a closer. Great fan. I, like, I kind of like going Billy Wagner there. That's yeah. It's still going to be like 20%. Fifth, I'm going to say 15. 17. 17. All right, we'll go back to the Braves closer here. 300 win. Don Did Don Sutton have 300? Greg Maddox did, right? The Gladden Maddox. Smoltz? No, because Smoltz closed. Yeah. Oh. Right? At the end. But he might have he might have gotten both, actually. Oh, you know who's um, good? You know who's good good here, I bet? Phil Necro. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. For Braves. Because he pitched forever. 
Phil Necro, N I E. Yeah, you got it. There we go. The Necros both they combined for like fifty years as pitchers, didn't they? Didn't Joe yeah. Necro pitch for a long time? Joe Necro was the the Twins uh, nail Jordan. file guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Giants three hundred career win Giants. Randy Johnson way back. Yeah, Randy Johnson. Maybe I, but Randy Johnson did. Um, um, nobody, nobody since Randy Johnson because no one gets to three hundred career wins. You got to yeah, go way back. That back. Statistics you know who pitched for a bunch of teams, including the Giants? I don't know if he got to 300, though, is uh, Spitballer Gaylord Perry. Because mm. he pitched. Mm, uh, he, mm, that, that's the thing is, guys used to pitch forever, and they pitched a lot. Yeah. I think we Oof. just go Randy Johnson here, don't we? Yeah, I, like I said, I think the rarity score here is shot. So let's, Agreed. Just, let's just try to be immaculate, I guess. Yep, 45%. 45%. Okay. Phillies. And then a Philly Steve um, Steve Carlton. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say maybe like Roy Halladay. Ah, man. Uh, he the, the modern pitchers didn't get that many wins. He, yeah. But he won so many games, so I thought maybe in. But I like Carlton here. Eighty-eight. 88%. Holy cow! That t- yeah. that tells you there ain't very many. Yeah. That's well, there, true. there's not. Like that's the thing about. I'm looking yeah. up Roy Halladay. I'm looking up Roy Halladay. I'm just looking up his wins. I'm not cheating. I'm just oh, okay. Up Roy Halladay. People are keep an eye on him. That. Keep an eye on him. People are going to be pissed. All right. Okay, um, we can go. Um, we need a Met who was a Giant, a Met who was a Brave, and a Met who was a Philly. A one guy that twins here. Yeah, one guy that, that we haven't used a, a lot, and I want to say he pitched. He's a uh, he's one that we could probably use several times. Met Giant didn't Latroy Hawkins play for both those teams? The Mets and Giants. Yes. Eduardo I'm pretty Escobar. sure on Mets. Eduardo Escobar didn't go to the Giants. He went to the Diamondbacks, and now he's with the Mets. Yeah, and now he's with the Angels, fun right? to get some twins on this one. Yeah. Did Neshek play for the Mets, Phil? I don't think so. Played for the Phillies? Yeah, he played for the Phillies. But and Cardinals. For the, Mets, the, the Mets. Did, uh, so Bu- Butch, did Butch Husky play for the Giants or the Braves? I feel like Butch Husky played for those. He played for the... I don't remember that. The Mets yeah. for sure. Four Justin, minutes on our clock here. Oh, you know who's didn't go to the Mets. You know who started out out with the Giants and then signed with the Mets eventually was um old school George Foster. George Foster? Did he play yeah. for both teams? Yeah, he started as a Giant, and then I think he went. I think he went Giants Reds. Let's get Judd's confidence back here. George Foster. Point three. Point three percent. George Foster, I'm back. Okay, for... uh, Jaime Garcia didn't go to the Mets. He went to the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Braves. Did Al Leiter pitch for the Phillies? Mm. Did did Joe Blanton pitch for the Mets? Joe Blanton. I'm trying to think of like late did, '90s. Did uh, the, oh, you did know who? Mike Hampton. Mike Hampton. Did he pitch for the Mets? Didn't he? No, he pitched for the Braves. Yes. Oh, did he pitch for no, the Mets? No, I, I think you're. No, I think you're right. Did Vance, did Vance Worley pitch for the Mets after before uh, after I the Twins? No, know. no, he went to uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. He went Philadelphia, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. The obvious Met Philly is Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, but that's good. That's. Really obvious. I don't know if you guys care. It is really obvious. We can put that over here. 
Um, what about uh, oh God, that Todd Hundley? I feel like he might have played for the Braves too. He was the Mets catcher for a while. I feel like there's way, there should be way more crossover between these are all di- like division foes. They know each other's yeah. players, right? I think of twins. Even I can't think of. Hmm. Hmm. The Mets. You want to put that 300 career save one in there? You want to sure. do? Uh, Uh, Jensen or Kimbrell? Kimbrell. Let's do Kimbrell. 43. 43%. Plouffe didn't go to the Mets, did he? No, I don't think so. We know we have Lenny Dykstra uh, for a Philly Met. We might as well just, I mean, our our score is shot, so we might as well just do it. 17. Whoa, 17% only. Holy cow. A Brave and a Met. A Brave and a Met. That's odd. Frank Hoor? Reyes go to the Braves. Did Frank Core play for the Mets? Frank Core? Yeah. Did Frank Core play for the Mets? Yeah. yeah. He played for the Mets. Yeah. Because he, he started with, with Braves. the Braves. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Good call. Frank Core. Okay. Well, there you go. Nice. All right. 248. Hey, right. well, okay. there's nothing you can do. This, yeah, the, the 300 say, how many are, I mean, look at that. There's like there's, five, six, yeah. seven options, seven, nine, four. And there's people that are, there's pitchers, obviously, from like the first half of the 19th, uh, 20th century. Uh, so Glavin, oh, yeah, okay, Maddox, Randy Johnson, Willie Mays. Yeah, Willie Mays. Yeah. There you go. It's actually one of the easier grids you're probably going to run into here. Very tough to get a low rarity score. Frank Hoare, only 6%. That's pretty good, boys. Okay. Nice job. We are immaculate. This is the Score North Twin Show. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel, and a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple or Spotify can help us climb charts and build this community here as we count the days down until a Twins playoff appearance and a division title. See you.